Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Hey, it's Molly McAleer, and you are listening to Season 4 of Mother May I Sleep With Podcast. But I feel like there's a connection here. And I know you feel that way too, otherwise it wouldn't have happened. Look, I meant when I said, I don't do this kind of thing, which is why it means something to me. Samantha. Look, it was a one-time thing. And I'm a little freaked out that people are going to find out about it. Look, we agree on that. But I don't want you wiping it from your memory. It makes me feel like I'm the bad guy here, like I'm a creep. I'm sorry. You're not a creep. Not at all. Just, it's a little weird, us getting involved, right? Right. I'm good. Okay. Now go mingle. Before inquiring minds start to wonder. Alright. <laughs> I don't think he had his boobs done. I can't tell. But he stares at her ass so blatantly in front of everyone. Also, inquiring minds start to wonder. You're already a teacher topless at a high school party. Beyond. Yeah. Beyond. And then now he's pulling this like bait and switch where he's like, well, technically... I'm not a part of this, but also this could fall on you, right? And nothing, I mean, has the worst even happened yet? No. 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 So um, he's basically, he's too attractive for these antics. That I, That's what I wrote. I said, I feel like he could easily, easily be fucking around in some major OC money. He's basically right there. This is exactly the kind of guy you plant and like uh, make him a pool guy. Start him out as a local real estate guy. This is a guy that could tear up and build and ruin communities. <laughs> like he makes Slade from OC. I don't watch OC, but I know Slade. I know of him. Okay. Totally throws his cock around. All He was on multiple seasons of OC with two different wives. Please. Okay, this man could really be pulling some major ass and some major money, and he's choosing not to do it. And at this point, I wrote, I'm genuinely concerned why he's after this girl in in particular. And it feels like, okay, this is where for me, this is where brought to you by Julian Perlman, my childhood pediatrician started to really come in for me because it started to feel like some of the really like, have you ever watched the deleted scenes from Get Out? No. Okay, so they're like basically the scenes that were just like very bald tells about what's going to happen at the end, especially if you've ever watched the movie. You're like, well, God, if they had included this, like, you know, so basically like it's really bad foreshadowing that they want to use this young man for his body. Right. And that they're terrible racists and they don't live by society's normal rules. Right. This is when I was like, why is he targeting this one girl? Why is, like, 
this guy, Travis, why is everyone in this? Why are all the girls being like, Travis, Travis? But like the first thing he does is come up and like, he's like, hey, what's up, Samantha? Like he's up in her shit. Like everyone's up in her shit in a way that doesn't make sense to me. I agree. And so I started to be like, what's the real conspiracy here? Why is he after this one girl? That was a correct assertion. He assertion. He is after this one girl. And I do have bigger thoughts about like the overall picture of this. I do want to know from you, what do you think she brought the uh, the birthday girl? It was in that small <laughs> little pink what and blue. Pink. It was again? like it's about like um it was like a it was like a a this by a this, you know? Longer on the top. Um, I'd say I'd say two, two, three, three inch, three and a half inches by four inches. Um, face masks. No. No, two and a half by three. I, I was thinking a Bath and Body Works multi set of uh, bath like uh, shower gels. Okay. Different yeah. scents, maybe Crabtree yeah. and Evelyn is what they would give in the uh, 80s and 90s. Uh-huh. Remember a little Crabtree yeah. and Evelyn? Maybe some of that going. Yeah. I mean, she's classy. And I feel like also when you're a teenager, remember <laughs> Crabtree and Evelyn? Dude, I feel triggered by that. And I, yeah. it came out of my head. They would have like these little uh, shell like shaped soaps that smelled like yeah. baby powder. Dude, you would get those in abundance at Christmas. Like, if you were, like, a white girl that had other... Well, like, I mean, it was pretty suburban white girl. Like, maybe it was every every girl fucking bought each other $5 Crabtree and Evelyn shell soaps and gave them to each other for Christmas. And, like, it was basically a rotation of $5 soaps that we were all giving yeah. each other. They just moved houses, I think, at a certain point. The hand soap or body? It would be like a hard little hand soap, like yeah. one of those guest soaps in the bathroom. Right, maybe, right. maybe like your aunt at the Cape would stack two or three in a shell and make it sort of a natural arrangement of little yeah, yeah. tiny hand soap balls. Shout balls. out uh, anyone who gave out those. Let me know, no matter what your race, nationality, location, etc. If you handed out little balls of shell shape, uh, shaped soap to each other. I can't talk, guys. Um, Crabtree and Evelyn only, though. Crabtree and Evelyn. Also, Body Shop lip glosses. Those $5 ones. Sometimes they pop them two for five. Oh, those were everything. Um, So anyway, so that night, Samantha's at home, and uh, Bryce has followed her home, and he watches her as she disrobes from her romper, (laughs) which, don't you hate the word romper? (laughs) I I, I actually... I love the word romper. Oh, you're not the one who hates romper with no. the jumpsuit? No. I'm thinking of someone totally different. Yeah, no. I'm pro romper. You're pro romper. Yeah, yeah. What's the other straight guy we know that hates uh, rompers? You guys, shout out in the comments if you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's a guy we know that's like a rag on the pod scene that like, he's like, oh, Jason, maybe Jason Shapiro. So anyway. Uh, yeah. He calls her. She ignores it. And then the phone goes off again. Um, This time she like she rolls over. It's a message that we don't see, but we know someone's texting her. I'm hoping it's not Bryce. Then the phone vibrates again and again and again and again. (laughs) So much that it vibrates off her nightstand. Um, Has this ever happened to you? No, and it's definitely never been airborne. Oh, it looks spring loaded. Yeah. Mine's bounced up into my bathtub before. Oh, wow. Yeah, like I had it on the side of my bathtub and then like someone just went ham and 
and then it like and then like at a certain point I stopped hearing it and I was like why <laughs> and I went into my bathroom my bathroom my bathroom and it was fully submerged in the tub Oof. Who I guess, loves that? I guess it has fallen off a stand before, but it's never, I've never seen it leap into the air. Yeah. And I, have you also ever woken up to a dead phone? Like if you forgot to plug it in before bed yeah. and like someone just went ham overnight? That mm-hmm. kills me because I'm like, don't you get it? You're only separating us with each text. Like when you say to someone, I got to go, my battery's low. And then they text you, okay? No. <laughs> Batteries low is the last test. Yeah. Are you kidding me? You want to test fate, you idiot? I could be dying in the middle of the fucking Grand Canyon. Touch. You're going to be like, KK, text me soon. Like, I don't fucking need that in my life. I'm trying to survive. Uh, so, cease transmission. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Fucking thank you. So anyway, so she gets these texts and it's from homie Bryce. And he writes, well, it was good to see you tonight. You're truly special. Please call me. <laughs> So, this is like, I mean, this is a lot. Like, now at my age in my life, I'd be able to be like, yo, this guy's psycho. I would like to think maybe even four years ago, I would have known something's off. But I'm not going to lie to you. Probably up until the age of like 27, 28, I'd be like, mm, he really likes me. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> you know what I Sounds mean? about right for that age. Doesn't that sound right? Like, yeah. you're just like, yeah, this person's fucking mentally unstable, but never had someone this into me before. Now, this young girl's 17. Are you kidding me? So the next morning, Samantha's fixing herself some breakfast. She gets up, classic lifetime, gets herself some OJ, and then mom has questions, right? So she's like, what's your impression of Bryce? And she's like, oh, you know, he's good. And mom laughs. She's happy to hear this. And she says that she's noticed some of the girls can't take their eyes off of him during practice. He is very attractive, you know. So so Samantha interrupts. And she's like, so how would you find Bryce? And she's like, you know, what was he doing before this? Um, And her mom's like, private lessons. He was recommended through someone. Why? And then she's like, never mind. And she walks out of the room. And then like... The mom, like, is like, uh, and then she gives up, right? And in my mind, this is why she won the bronze. (laughs) No, I'm not kidding. This mentality, like, your daughter literally just came at you with questions about why your employer, what's his, what was, uh, who was his recommendation? What is his history? And then your 17-year-old daughter walks out of the room. I'd be like, why are you asking such adult questions about a guy that you said was fine just two minutes ago? Yeah, attention she to detail. really let that loose. Yeah. I mean, not even just attention to detail. I wouldn't like. I would say my mom maybe over explored things with me to a certain extent, where she'd be like, "No, but like, really tell me." But like, you can't lie. But like, if this mom lets her walk out of the room. We've got things on the line here. We've got a championship. We've got college entries. We've got whoever this fucking man is in the pick. Not to mention safety. Yeah. Come oh, on. additionally, safety. Right. She thinks she can keep like her eyes at the pool are enough. Yeah. Gina doesn't know that her baby girl's grown up. So she wants to make things right with him. Samantha does at the pool the next day. He's doing that tough guy thing where he's, uh, oh, sorry, Lucas. This is where she's waiting for the fucking umbrellas. Sorry. So earlier on, you and I were talking about the movie Orange County and how that was like our first exposure to the fact that there's like picnic tables with umbrellas at high schools. And outdoor lockers. Right. Outdoor lockers is big. Yeah. It's like an outdoor hotel room door. 
Yeah, and I would talk to my wife Tori's from Phoenix, and mm-hmm. she was like, "Yeah, we had that too." Like so, but like it, for an East Coaster, you're like, "Oh my god, this is unbelievable!" It's cry, cry. They're hanging out outside, like. Yeah, and what about the kids who didn't have like some some kids didn't even have like a little roof over them? Those yeah. lockers were just exposed. Yeah. So um, Sam waits for Lucas outside, and when he finally pops up, he's not happy to see her there. He, uh, she wants to make things right with him. He's doing that tough guy thing. He's still very hurt. Like, it's so sad to watch because I'm like, oh, God, you're so hurt. But, like, you don't know how to say it yet. Like, this is such a tough time in a guy's life in a certain way where I look back at how, like, attached and defensive, like, young guys would be in a different way than chicks. And I'm like, ooh, that's a whole special kind of torture. So Lucas is doing his best to, like, show us that. And I, I'm buying it. She's all he has. Literally. Well, like, neither of them have anything. Like, we see this in that, like, this is what I think also makes her character so, like, unsympathetic, is that it's not like she has anyone else. Like, the few relationships she has, it seems like her mom, her boyfriend, maybe Emily, she's willing to burn those relationships for nothing. Yeah. And that's, like, really... That's really uncharacteristic for a Lifetime movie to have someone that has nothing like that. Even, like, the worst, brattiest, psycho killer, like, off-their-meds shit, crazy-ass fucking puking all over town and ruining people's lives, people, like, they have a friend in Lifetime movies. She doesn't have one friend. That's true. It's really weird. Um, So anyway, um, this is, like, a surprise to me, basically. I wasn't expecting that Lucas would be, like, easy to win back at all. Um, But he's pretty, like, he's going into it. It's very easy. She gives him some applications. Um, That's, like, her olive branch, which... It's crazy considering that like two days ago he was never going to speak to her again. And now she's like, here's my olive branch. I might spend the next four years with you. This again fed into my theory that maybe he like needs a beard or something. Like why would someone need that security blanket? What does she mean to him? Yeah. Um, But anyway, so Bryce stops Sam. Um, He has his shirt off basically and he asked her to step into the office. He's like, oh, your mom's here. And she's like, leads into the office. No, it's not. It's basically like a storage locker and he locks her in there. It's just the two of them. Um, He's like, why aren't you responding to my texts? And she's like, I haven't gotten them yet. Um, He tells her that he doesn't like being ignored. He says that she's avoiding him. And then she's like, is that why you were watching me at school that day? And he's like, I wasn't at school. I wasn't watching you. I just saw you. I was actually at the school to speak to a teacher about swimming and getting some of the other kids involved. Like, (laughs) that's how not to lie. Um, She said that he was the one who told her that his inappropriate behavior with students is not against the rule is against the rules and not tolerated. And he says that if we're talking about the fun they had in the pool, that's actually on her because she's a legal adult who asked her private lessons. Um, She says that it's his rep if this gets out. So why won't he just let it go? Basically, like, I know you want, want to say something, but this is like, All you need to know is that where this ends up, it's like a master course in manipulation. And I can imagine how this script was written, too, because it's like network note, network note. Tell me. Tell me what your thought is. No, I mean, I sorry. I was just a little nugget about the 
giving a lecture about swimming and like what teacher has requested a swim lecture for their class? Is it phys ed? Maybe. I think like it was almost like he was because it's it occurred to me partway through this movie that this is like an unaffiliated swim group, right? It's not like a school swim team at all. It's like a club swim team. It's not. No, because he's not affiliated with the school. And they're never wearing, they're never fighting for their school or on school. Like they're doing their, it's their own like sort of US low, like low qualifying local rounds sort of thing. So Uh that's why he's like, he's not affiliated with the school, but there is a code of conduct for working with minors. But she's like a legal adult and she has to meet him privately. Okay. So that's his thing, but it's not it's not legit. So what he's basically saying is like he was gonna go into the school and say to the principal, like, there's an amazing opportunity for more students to be swimmers. Um, you should come but like it's just not viable, especially in the middle of all this. Like, I guess there's a reason why, but they never really parted that out for us, parsed that out for us where they said, like, you right. know, hey. Here's the tea with this. Yeah. This isn't affiliated with the school whatsoever. But in LA, like, what is? Like, how many schools have maybe private schools and stuff? But I feel like like sports are done in clubs more. Uh, I mean, that's kind of, I don't know. I It depends what sport, I guess. Yeah, it was it's weird. like AAU basketball or, you know. If, it was if it's weird a, to me, a, too. Yeah, if it's a level up in quality, yeah, I guess maybe. Well, do you want to hear a little swim team tea? Sure. So there was one girl on my team who um, pulled a classic stunt. She did, like, states that, like, were qualified for stuff outside of our high school stuff. But So she was on another team. But on our high school team, I mean, I would say, like, to say she was bullied is unfair, I would more see that like she was perfectly fine not fitting in, but her mom was like highly involved. So she was supposed to want to fit in. But like the way that she did that was via like sort of like really bad attention seeking behavior. Mm-hmm. Now that said, I was also a weirdo in school, but I was a very much a different type. Like, I also was, like, a wisecracker or whatever. But, like, she was – it was different. It, there was a different tone to it. So and, – and I'll just say all of this leads up to – it had been probably not the best year for her because there was a lot of, like, showboating about her great swimming life outside of our team. Right. And her mom was a fucking pain in the ass who was, like, this unhired – unregulated just like would come in and be like you're all doing it wrong type person so we get to swim practice one day and like the pool's like caution taped off basically and we're all like what the fuck happened right so this girl (laughs) i forget her name and i think i know what it is but i'm not gonna say it anyway she apparently threw a brownie (laughs) <laughs> into our into our pool. It's very caddyshack. Very caddyshack. Um, threw a brownie into our pool. Um, and so that it had to be drained and refilled. And like, I guess in a way, she did do us a favor because like the guys that practiced before us would like hawk loogies in the pool because like Ugh. then we would swim after them. It, it was just very fucking 
bad boy chlorinated behavior. But um, <laughs> yo, like when we got there, like none of us wanted to be there. You know, it's like after school, it's Boston, it's winter. It's yeah. like we would swim from like 4 to 7 p.m. So it was like Awful. we had an hour out of school, had to get spend that time getting ready, and then would go to the um, the it's vocational like school and four. swim. Yeah. yeah, it'd be like freezing cold and dark when we get out. So none of us like want to be there, but we're also like, dog, like you fucked us because now we're here. We have to call all of our parents via payphone one by one and get people back here to come pick us up. And also you just like, fuck. Yeah. And so she, she brownied up the pool and like, it was a surprising turn. I know that these things, they're not easy. It's not easy to be the coach's daughter. Donna showed me that. The brownie girl showed me that. That said... You know, so anyway, true. Um, I wrote here when he says, okay, so um, she says at the end of this, she's like, are you threatening me? Because basically the way he makes it sound is that all this is going to fall on her if she were to say anything. And he says, no, he's trying to protect her. And then she ducks away from him. She's like, I don't want to see you anymore. Get over it. And he's like, I can't. And then he's like, I mean, I can. I just really like you. So this is where I wrote, oh, my God, did the mom hire him to come in and make sure that the daughter like would want to spend more time at the pool if she had a hot coach boyfriend. I was like, I'd love that inside job, but no, um, she's like, sorry, I got to go. You're my coach. So she leaves her mom spots her by the pool, kind of gives her a weird look where I was like, again, I was like, "Mm, maybe mom's in on this. Bryce comes up to her and he kind of like grabs her mom by the hip. And I thought it was going to go more sexual, but it didn't. And he's like, I did too. I have that written down. Is he going to seduce the mom to get to her? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No. Um, so then they start the practice. Emily comes up and goes, can't keep your eyes off him. Can you? Something already happened. Didn't it? So she denies this, but Emily says, you know, you're a bad liar. Um, Sam apparently loves making headlines. According to Emily, she can't let anything go. Everything has to be about her. So the girls are now ordered into the pool. It's crazy to me how many of these girls have such long hair and are going in without a cap. Just going to say it again. So when Sam and her mom get home, there's a huge gift basket waiting for her. And mom assumes it's from Lucas, which I love because like what could possibly be in a gift basket for a 17 year olds? Like it's the same, you know, like fruit, right? I would love that. I love fruit. But Any like, doorstep gift is always the, you know, one of the tropes of creepy. Sure. Yeah, yeah. It would also show like a window in a Lucas's family life, though, where they'd be like, you know what's appropriate to send always? A gift basket. And yeah. he just took it very literally. So um, it turns out that this is actually from Bryce to the mom. It's a thank you for hiring and helping him teach great young athletes, especially Samantha. He really wants to teach her a thing or two. Sure. So Samantha calls him from inside of her bedroom and she's like, they start to play a song that sounds a little bit like Nirvana, but it's not Nirvana. Yeah, yeah. Did you note that? I did. It's like a Nirvana Nickelback mashup moment. Yeah. Um, it starts to play and she's like, teach me a thing or two. And he's like, I'm trying to be polite. <laughs> um, and it angered me so much because I'm like, dog, she probably believes you. Like, she's 12. Um And she goes, listen, it was a mistake. And he goes, I don't like being someone's mistake, okay? We agreed. She says that she doesn't want to get out. um, She doesn't want to get, sorry. She doesn't want this all to get out, but that she will tell her mom if she has to. She's already on the defensive where she knows this isn't going to go away. Mm -hmm. Um, And he's like, you know, there's videos from the pool that night just saying. 
So he's got some uh, videos from the pool, and he's projecting them on his bedroom wall, we see, as this conversation ends. Let's play 3351 to 3441. Thanks for coming. Thank you. Oh, it's the Italian restaurant you love. I don't know if you know they have pizza here. What video? <laughs> there are security cameras, Samantha. It dawned on me afterwards. I can see you in the video, but I'm in the shadows. But thank God I got to it first. Where is it? I deleted it from their hard drive. Deleted it? I mean, imagine if it got posted to social media. Swear to me that you deleted it. I deleted it from the hard drive, I swear. Swear to me that there's not another copy somewhere else. I can't swear that. Somebody might have recorded it from the monitor onto their phone or something. I told you... I would protect you. Okay, so when he says the protection thing, she has this reaction that made me think that like she was seeing something in the background or yeah. something else. Um, but what was interesting also is that the scene was intentionally or unintentionally shot with some mirrors behind her. So you yes. could see a little bit of his reflection, but it wasn't artful. So I was thinking maybe if we were supposed to see some sort of image or think that she saw that it would have been oh, shot in the reverse, yeah. right? No, this is just her fucking ass reaction, mm-hmm. which is so weird. It's a little like the um, Jennifer Garner reaction at like the Oscars that, that – um give her meme those going around where she's just like clapping then all of a sudden has like oh, this yeah. realization. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's very it's very like that. Um which made me whenever something like that happens and everything else is consistent, I'm like, what got cut? Yeah. You know, it's odd because she was doing pretty well so far. So now we're at practice the next day. Mom is uh railing on her to go faster. Okay. And she's not she's blowing. Like, she probably lost 10 seconds on her time that day based on what we're seeing. She's, like, la- <laughs> she's lapping up exhausted. Yeah. And she goes, what's in your head? That's what her mom says to her. So um, the mom turns to, oh, God, what's his name? Bryce. And says, did she tell you anything? And I was like, what would she have said? Like, would she have gone into his office before and been like, you know what? I'm intoxicated. Let's just yeah. see how this pans out. Let my mom, if yeah. like, let, let her know if something pops up. Um, I don't know what she thought he could have, like, she could have possibly told him. So she's like, you know, you need to work one-on-one with Samantha on this. So after practice, Samantha walks by Bryce's office, and he's flirting with Emily heavily. Um, and again, this is where you see that their age difference is very, very noticeable. Um so, yeah, I want to talk about this scene a little bit because this is our first opportunity to see Samantha be a friend. Um, and it's awkward because, like, I feel like I, her relationship with Emily is contentious. And I don't want to, like, tone police Samantha because Emily's been very rude to her at other times. But I could also see how this isn't the best way to engage your audience when you're trying to make a very, you know, this is light for her. But she's not great at engaging her audience. I yeah. will say. And that's and that sucks for her because she does have reasonable pleas later on. She's just mean to everyone. What's the what's the 
idea behind tone policing? I've been hearing this a lot lately. Tone policing is like, it can mean a variety of things, but the number one thing is sort of just like when people are like, whoa, 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 you're coming across crazy, when in reality they just don't want to be confronted by something that's being said to them. Or, you know, tone policing is often used towards, I think, especially women of color, people of color, when it's sort of like, hey, you're acting like the quote unquote, like angry black woman right now, when in reality, it's just a person asserting their opinion. So they're a- they're adding their own context to your... They're adding tone. their own... Yeah, con- yeah. yeah, they're adding... Okay. Yeah, a convenient context. Yeah, convenient. Okay. So, like, basically, that's... That's like what I, in a weird way, like I feel like I'm trying to counteract here because, but at the same time, I really have gone through it. I don't think at this point in a movie with all of the things stacked against her, I have ever seen a Lifetime movie where someone doesn't have like major financial situations going on at home, an abusive parent, like... Um, you know, some sort of greater academic or social problem going on, an eating disorder or something else. Like, Samantha's life, for the most part, we don't even find out that she doesn't have a dad until after this, which is why I also wanted to note this, because we do all of this execution or um, exposition about her social life and all of this, like, executing who she is as a person or whatever, but we don't ever, like, discuss the fact that she doesn't have a father, that it was, like, pretty hostile situation. We don't learn anything about, like, her friends or her family life or anything else. We barely learn about her her mom until the very end. And it, it just bothers me because, like, normally we're given so many reasons to be sympathetic with someone against all odds. Mm -hmm. And, like, right up front, They've given, they've tethered her to nothing. Yeah. And she doesn't even have like an Archie and Riverdale thing where like she's swimming, but she wants to be doing music or. Right. Exactly. She hates her passion. She's, uh, has a contentious relationship with her mother. She's cheated on her boyfriend that she treats like a pushover. She doesn't want to get into school. She's not nice to any of her girlfriends. She's in a, um, a ridiculous romantic relationship with this person that turns out to have immediately betrayed her upon this. What is Samantha fighting for? Normally our heroes are fighting for something, right? Right. So um, let's play this uh, scene right here. Um, She's going to warn Emily about some stuff. Then we're going to see Sam go home for a dinner. And there's going to be a surprise guest there. 35, 37 to 41, 25. Emily, don't mess around with him. Oh, whatever. Okay, you had your chance. It's not a competition. You don't know him. I know. The guy's like a total square. If he wasn't so hot, it'd be a turnoff. Listen to me. No, no, you wanted him and you couldn't get him. Okay, if you say anything to your mom, I will make your life a living hell. Okay, Emily, we used to be friends and I get it that we don't get along anymore, but I'm saying this to you as that friend. Something is wrong with him. And you know this how? It's a feeling. (laughs) Just don't do anything stupid. And where's the fun in that? So she comes home in her nice little car. It's, it's a clearly a post-spring-forward season. Hi! I invited Bryce Silver for dinner. Hey, kid. We were just discussing your practice. You seem distracted. Is everything okay? Yeah. No, I thought it was about Lucas. Lucas? What's going on? I'm sorry. You didn't tell your mom? Tell me what? It's nothing. Are you two okay? I don't want to talk about it. Well, apparently you already have. That just sort of came up. Lucas and I are fine. I thought you said you broke up. No. 
Good. I like Lucas. Yeah, so do I. Me too. All right. So what are we missing? Oh, wine. Yes. I'll be right back. What are you doing here? Well, I couldn't exactly say no. She's my boss. What was that with Emily? I couldn't exactly say no to that either. She's nice to me. Why, are you jealous? I'm not interested in Emily. Red, is that okay? Yes. Good. Now, I would need you to open it for me. Thank you. <laughs> uh, grab the salad, Samantha, and the rolls. So, you never really knew my dad? No, uh, but I met him a few I mean, I just have written down corkscrew smile. Okay, so like he he unscrews this cork from this wine, but I'm sure as you guys could hear, that was like a very ceremonious uncorking that happened, and I was like waiting for the visual metaphor, right? Mm -hmm. Didn't happen. Um, It was kind of sinister. I was waiting for the correlation of red, maybe the red swimsuits. I don't know what. But that was a really phenomenal amount of time to spend and also to attribute like she walked away after he popped that cork like it was he snapped her grandfather's head right off his body like you know what I mean like he's just like like is like my dog what happened here like nothing happened he just opened this is for like for me that would have been when he walked in the room I would have been like you know what I have a project I have to go do I just came to drop a book off sort of thing it was the uncorking of the wine that really I mean, that smile. And one last thing I want to say here. I don't know if you noticed, but she has like a one-strap backpack. That's sort of like it's the one strap that goes over the chest and then the thing, which I was like, I kind of like that posturally because I think that drove like brought a lot of us down the two straps in the 90s. We had to carry all of our books. Sure. Um, Beginning of the end of still carrying all those books, you know, for us, that generation. But um well, how uncool would that have been last year to have that? Last year? Yeah, this was only made like two years ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. I guess pretty uncool. The single strap? Yeah, single Is it strap. Velcro? No, I don't think so. I mean, it looked like it had like a little uh, detail, like a little drug pocket too on the front. Oh. It had a little zipper moment. Sure. Which, you know, my mom informed me much later on, all those little zipper pockets in my bags and stuff. Those were for drugs. I didn't know. I was always like, oh, for snacks. Adderall. And then my mom would later say, yeah, that's what we kept our weed in in the 70s, you know, um, when I was much, much older. Um, Okay, so um, let's go back into the clip, which I think this is also maybe teeing up an Operation Varsity Blues moment. That's what I thought was going on at the end of this. Okay. Think about it. Different functions, but there was always a million people around. So Mm. is he still involved? No, he's retired. Oh. Yeah, he hated the politics, but he's quick to tell anybody about when he competed and all his medals. I mean, he's been a real help for me getting back on my feet. How far do you think you would have gone had you <laughs> not gotten injured? <laughs> I think I could have beaten anybody. Really? Yeah. See, that's what I keep telling this young lady. I mean, she could win it all, and she does not know how lucky she is. I've been trying to tell her that, because I, I feel like we've had a connection from the start. And that is something special that doesn't come around every day. And I feel like I would be wasting it if I didn't take advantage of it. Well, I've already seen the improvement, so... <laughs> I mean, except for the last couple of days. Well, 
I have to go to school in the morning. I need to study, so... Okay, I have overstayed my welcome. Not at no, all. No, 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 it's cool. I have to get up early, too. I'll walk him out. I know she's a hard coach, but your mom's a really sweet lady. She told me your dad left when you were four, raised you on her own. Cut her some slack. She's doing a good job. Stay away from this house. In fact, don't even talk to me anymore at practice. Are you seriously mad because I accepted an invitation to dinner? You know exactly why you're here. All I have to do is show her the text messages, and it's over. <laughs> what text messages? I didn't send any text messages. Good night, Samantha. Um, so what happens when she gets inside is that she's actually not missing her cell phone, but all this texts have been deleted. So wait, real quick question. What does light wrapping mean? I'm not like a cinematography person. No, just the, the lights wrapped around these trees. Oh, I thought you meant like no, the no. way that they lit the scene. Because no. it was actually lit very beautifully. This is in a much more grand home than I thought it was. Yeah. Like you really get to see outside of the house. I was like, why are they showing that shitty driveway? It must have been two different Maybe. places. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I want to ask you this. Do you, when you watch movies like this, can you feel network notes or like studio notes? Not a movie like this. Like when certain like... um for me, I feel like I can always pinpoint it to certain scenes where I'm like, the only way that they could make sense of this argument in the hall, like, for example, in the hallway at the beginning with Lucas, like when she threw out the line, like, I need space. And then he went like crazy back at her. And then she escalated after that. I feel like the second escalation was in, like where the writer went in and was like, because I'll tell you, I've absolutely done that like escalated something or been a part of something that like escalated by just one line out of nowhere. Uh And I feel like I can always feel that line in the scene where I'm like, they just need to get this out. Like they just need to like justify this part. I feel like I can always find the line. It bothers me so much in writing, even when I love the writer, but for these movies, you can catch it a lot because Mm -hmm. I will tell you if I was writing this movie, I'd like to just make the point known, turn it in. Right. Oh yeah. That's probably, uh, yeah, I would assume that's the play. Because there's never a writer on set. We know that. Uh-huh. Because they'll sit just sometimes in a car with, like, n- n- like nothing. You know what I mean? Or they'll be, like, someone will come in and two people have been staring at each other silently. So, like, no one's even saying, like, just, you know, do that. Right. So there's no writer, right? Yeah. So I really do think that they must finesse this somehow. I'm fascinated by this process. I really would love to write a Lifetime movie. I just... I take them so seriously. It's a, yeah, I, it's interesting, like, the line between a real movie and a Lifetime movie. I was thinking about that a lot. Well, we talk about it a lot here, too, because it's like there's also so many different production budget levels that they come in on. Yeah. There's, like, real, real ones. Mm-hmm. And then there's also ones that are, like, this is more of, like, a churned out one where there's, like, only so many locations, so many characters, very little development, blah, blah, blah. But then there's ones like Flowers in the Attic was like a full that took two months probably to film, maybe, gotcha. you know. Um, so and these take like two weeks. OK. Yeah. So Lifetime does a good job of peppering it in. I think about it a lot. There is no common Lifetime movie ultimately is what I've come to. OK. But OK. 
So, um, I wrote, yeah, I thought this might have been an Operation Varsity Blues thing at first. Um, when, like, the sort of, like, clues started to come up about, like, his dad and the ties to the swim organization. Um, I I wrote, huge, if true. It felt very Donald Trump (laughs) to me. Bryce runs into Lucas at a restaurant, um, and and he walks right up to him at this Italian restaurant, and he tells him he wants to protect him and tell him about something because he knows senior gear can be really tricky. He basically plants it perfectly where he's like, hey, I don't want to embarrass you guys. Um, so he shows him a video of Samantha fucking a guy in the pool, and he's basically like, that's you too, right, I assume. Anyway, like, you know, just don't want this to be difficult for her. She's applying to colleges. Lucas gets up. He's fucking furious, as he should be. Um... And then we have to play um, him confronting Sam in the following scenes. So let's do 4229 to 4442. What did you do? Oh, he's so upset. What are you talking about? I saw about? the video. Who was it in the pool? Was it you? Was it me? What, dude? Get off. Lucas! Over. I'm telling my mom everything. Post the video. I'll go to the police and I'll tell them that you sexually harassed me. Getting fired? That's going to be the least of your worries. That video is going to be the least of your problems. Remember how my dad was president of the swim board? Lots of friends. Friends who know things they shouldn't know. HGH, Samantha. Human growth hormone. Now that's a scandal. I've never used steroids in my life. I know you have. You're not the one who cheated and took HGH. You're not the one who missed out on her medal by a few seconds. Never mind there's evidence that your mom only took HGH once and then realized her mistake and stayed clean for the rest of the tournament. She tested positive and then it was covered up by influential people. Now imagine... What would happen if this came out now? She'd be stripped of her medal. She'd lose her job here, her reputation. It would be so horrifying that she would have to move, probably change her name. You know how brutal the media can be these days. And it's all true, Samantha. I'm sorry to be the one to tell you all this. Oh, this is the original copy. And I'll use it if I have to. But if you see it my way, we can destroy it together. What do you want? You. Okay, so um, for some reason, like right when this scene appeared to me, an expression came to mind. Uh, here comes the boom. Um, <laughs> it's 2012 movie. So while I was sitting here, I decided to Google some IMDb reviews of this movie. Um, nine out of ten. This is by legendary D A I R Y. Oh, dead God. ass. That's his name. Yeah. Legendary. October 21st, 2012. I'm a comedian, and I can tend to be a little bit of a harsh critic on comedy. I went in expecting your average QC family comedy. I left feeling like I had seen an effing good movie. 
HCTB has a ton of heart, something that's been scarce in the 2000s. Somewhere along the line, filmmakers have just quit giving a damn about making audiences feel something good. There tends to be generic laughs and comedies these days, a la dick and poop jokes. The situational, <laughs> he, 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 uh, it was D asterisk asterisk. As I had to think about that. Okay. The situational laugh, the one where we can put ourselves in the character's shoes and understand where they're feeling um, and what they're feeling are scarce. Kevin James is believable as this unhappy teacher, but granted, we have to suspend reality in the sense that he could become a fighter. But if you have a hard time suspending reality when watching a film, you may want to stick to video games. What movie is this reviewing? Here comes the Boom, 2012, okay, okay. starring Kevin James. Henry Winkler is great, and his vulnerability really plays on screen. You may immediately wish you had this guy as a teacher in high school. He's super charming and has several great laughs. If you're looking for a feel-good movie, definitely check it out. Now, I didn't mean for this to all come full circle, but when he threw out that file, I said in my mind, here comes the boom. Then I thought to myself, you should look up movie reviews for that movie. Then, while that whole scene played out, which most of which I forgot, I read reviews for Here Comes the Boom, settled on the one um, that started with I'm a Comedian and ends with um, Henry Winkler's A Great Guy. Um, And if you didn't have a great teacher in high school, you should check this movie out. So, if anyone at home is feeling like this movie did not feel those, you know, fill those teacher voids for you, Here Comes the Boom. 2012, check out Legendary. <laughs> Legendary is Dad Huss's man's name. I'm going to look into his other reviews. You comment on that scene. The scene with the file? Yeah. I mean, I think... HGH? This, this guy... Yeah, human growth hormone. Very uh, controversial substance. I took it. Did you really? No. <laughs> I would... No, because no. like... But if you have an injury, it no, does... No, I would say... No. It helps you heal faster. That's why it's like... Does it? If you're using it to recover from injury, there's an argument that it should maybe be legal for athletes. But if it's just for performance-enhancing... So, like, athletes that are competitive athletes? Yeah, like... Well, why don't they just let them die off? (laughs) Bring in some new ones. Well, I... There's younger gronks, you know what I mean? (laughs) They make younger gronks. They come in different models. Younger gronks. Yeah. Why are we HGHing up people that can, you know, they already have 30 million. Let them go. I mean, that's a beautiful thought. By the way. Okay. Two things. One, I have really bad news, which is that Legendary has only written one review and it's for Here Comes the Boom. And it wasn't even a milk based movie. Right. Um, But like maybe he's from like, okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I'll, let me just see also who else is in. If he reviewed the movie Milk. Right. As legendary. Well, I'm looking for clues. That's comedy. Kevin James was in it. Let me know if there's any. Joe Rogan, opposite of Derry. Maybe that's him doing a, tr- a spoof, a troll. My boy Joe Rogan's in it. Okay. I love Joe Rogan. Sure. Um, anyone who's taking that baldly, I also love Dr. Laura Schlesinger and... Howard Stern. I'm open to all sorts of different radio personalities. Just talk to me, baby. Um, so, okay. Um, HGH, not letting them die off. Um, doesn't HGH make you lose weight? I think I had a friend that went downtown and was doing some sort of like, it was like a, 
an experiment thing, like a government, not a government thing. Like when they, <laughs> where when were like, they downtown? Listen, they're like, <laughs> no, it's just like it was downtown. Like it was like a, it was definitely a, a scientifically proven thing. It was just like, hey. <laughs> I don't know what. That is a really bad intro. I was trying to make it is less you- sketchy coming back from hay, but like I couldn't <laughs> get there. I had to- is your friend still with us? Yes, 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 yes. We know her. She, but no one that like is obvious. But like, okay. yes, yes, she's around. She like got like a, a little tea spilled her way that like there was a you know they'll let you do this diet thing, but. It's not like no one's like, hey, this definitely is safe for you. And I think it was HGH, but she didn't get like big man. Like she became like Slender Girl. Uh, it's, you know, it's possible. I haven't heard of that, but I've only heard it in context of sports things. Here's the question, though. Like the moms like didn't know apparently that she was taking HGH. And it's like that's like getting bad like um press xanax now or something like that's like saying like oh it's fentanyl like no hgh how was it getting served to you through a yogurt yeah no i think i think like that's, you give a dog medicine right it's a full-on hormone right yeah they were just like let me pump you full of this stuff yeah Psych. i don't know i mean Let's people you know these baseball players claimed that they didn't know it either but so anyway, Samantha's sitting in class and she is feeling sick to her stomach as one would. I can't imagine. I was I was outside of my skin at all times in high school. She's having all sorts of like memory moments. Her last moment in this classroom before she runs out is her in her sort of floaty position, her meditative position she does and then she screams violently into the you water. You know, you're you're waiting for that. That's you got to have the scream underwater. I, that's yeah. It also felt very horror to me. I wanted to do um, see if Sammy could get like underwater effects for our voices. So if maybe we don't need them live, but maybe if you want to scream anything into the water later, you can. Okay, all right. That would have been that would fun be for the scuba diving death episode. Yeah. Fatal. Uh, fatal honeymoon. So fatal honeymoon. <laughs> <laughs> that's what. I, that's why. Like okay. So. Like, here's the truth is that Greg and Tori, Greg and his wife were supposed to be here tonight. Tori's like, I don't know, furthering her educations. As Sammy said, nerd. Uh, She can't come tonight because she's like, you know, getting smart. And we're here fucking all a victim of me. So, uh, (laughs) yeah, no, she couldn't come. But I I wanted to do like a couple movie with you guys. And then um, we still can. I know we're going to do one. Like, it's not like I'm going to stop knowing you. I also want to have Tori come on and do a rom-com because there's so many lifetime rom-coms that I so don't want to do, but that need to be done. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would love to do one with Tori. I kind of want to do Queen Size by Nikki Blonsky or with Nikki Blonsky. I wouldn't say she's she wrote it. Um Okay. She stayed probably in a motel in Virginia for it and tweeted about it. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Have you seen those videos? No. We'll watch after. Okay. So um, moms at home pissed because apparently Samantha hasn't answered her phone. The school called. She left without saying anything. Obviously, my mom would have killed me, right? So her mom's like, listen, you know what? You're falling behind in school. This isn't going to happen. You can't compete. And then she goes, this is your dream, mom, not mine. Did you ever once ask me if I wanted to? And then she says that she hasn't wanted to do this since she was a child. Like, her mom, Gail, or whatever her name is. She did, What's her name? I don't remember. It's like, yeah, Gail, maybe. Let's just call her that. Yeah, she she's like, like I don't get it. And then her daughter's like, you only care 
because one oh she goes you only care about me winning because you didn't it's never going to take back the second that she lost well i don't know i don't know why they're so like hard up on the bronze like they're acting like they're acting like the bronze is silver yeah they are i, I i'm not sure that they I don't know if they realize that it's uh cuz number 1 wasn't her problem. Number 2 was her problem. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was that silver that got up in the mix. If we could take that asshole out, it's different <laughs> conversation. Um it's like they thought like oh bronze kind of looks like gold so that must be the second place one. Yeah, it's then, like <laughs> it's it's like there's a really mixed message here. It's like I know people are so terrible about this and I I really did this. I'm not kidding when I said the trophy thing at the beginning. Like people give up their fucking lives to be a part of this. And then like what really is the essence of this? At the end of the day, there is half of the world. As much as half of the world is great, half the world is evil and looks at that and says, "You know what? You're the first loser when you're silver." <laughs> you know what silver place is? Number one loser. Like, that is fucking tough. That is not a winning... That is nothing I would wish... I would never wish extreme athletic ability upon a child. Out of all things, I would rather almost, like, hope for my child to have, like, model beauty before extreme athleticism. Because you can develop yourself and then become a different person later. When you're an athlete, you go to the Olympics... Maybe at best you're a Caitlyn Jenner who then because you were the number one winning athlete in the world that got to have a um, a tour, speaking tour after that. Yeah. Most Olympic athletes are fucking broke. Yeah. She should be happy with her bronze and her full time paying job and her daughter. That most people no, they're flop. Yeah, you don't want an Olympian. You want a big four athlete. You want a basketball, football, That's right. hockey, baseball. Now let's talk about this because here's my golf. deal. Golf. That's good money. What yeah, about if tennis? You, I mean, if you, yeah, and tennis. If you're at the, if you know, in the pros, obviously. See, golf and tennis seem very tedious to me, but they might be the safe bet because you have to rely on the least amount of people. But they're also the loneliest. Exactly. Yeah. And also, like, there's only a few big tennis players. There's only a few big golfers. It's golfers really in particular. Yeah. Dark. Yeah. And also, can we name a famous female golfer? Yeah. Very, it's harder. I'd say yeah. it's harder. I can't. Who's one? Michelle Wee, I guess, is still probably the biggest name. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's... I barely recognize No, her. yeah, yeah. And then tennis. There's some, like, you know, there's some heat around tennis. My best friend played tennis. Um, Never saw her ever like it's such a hard sport she was going pro for sure um yeah it's hard i'm from lacrosse bros country oh do you have lacrosse bros yeah i mean i i never little dave I mean, matthews hockey sack I, I mean it's great that people like do well in it and can get scholarships from it but i i i guess the fact that there's nowhere to go professionally i always just kind of didn't understand lacrosse what was your sport i played soccer basketball and golf not all the way for like two years soccer one year basketball four years of golf did you try to do any college collegiately no i played intramurals though do you know ed walked on for boston college yeah for what what sport again football 
What position did he play? Fast Eddie. I don't know. He was like the fast guy. Like he was played for Loyola Marymount. And like, like I know his teams, nickname like was Fast run. Eddie. Yeah. And like his deal was he was like probably one of the guys that ran really fast at the front. What's Take that? Coverage. Like probably. Run down and he was very, very good. He was very good. And like he was just known as this like little. It's so funny. I went to like his, his high school reunion with him. And everyone was like. You know, Eddie, Eddie was like, and they're all like big, like fucking Catholic guys. And they're all like, you know, Eddie is like, he's a good guy. He's always been a good guy. And I'm like, yeah, I know. Like, (laughs) do you know what I mean? I'm like, I was the one who wasn't his Catholic school brother. But Eddie, um, he was really, really, I mean, he's a phenomenal football player. I like love thinking about that era in his life in which Ed was a football bro. Fast Eddie. Yeah, Fast Eddie. He still does have that, like, his body gets muscular really quick still because he did Twitch training. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It's crazy, right? So there anyway, you go, Ed. Isn't Twitch training hard? Like, I, I mean, I've never done it, but yeah, I, I think so. Okay. So anyway, um, so her mom's like, listen, you have an amazing gift, Sam. And Sam's like, I don't need a coach. Sometimes I just need a mom. Sam says that she never realized because she didn't pay attention until the chance of her not getting into files was into the mix, basically. So she's like, mom, you weren't paying attention to me. You only care now. So her mom says there's something else, too. Something else is bothering her. This is the kind of thing my mom would do where I'd go like crazy, but she'd be right. Where my mom would be like, it's not this, it's something else. I'd be like, no, it's majority this, but also, yes, like, I'm fucking Danny Ocean. Like, that would be my, like, reveal. I, I told, oh, God, this is the worst feeling as a teenager. So she looks back um, towards the flowers that Bryce had gotten her mother, and she, like, looks back at her mom. She's like, I can't, and she walks upstairs. Now, again, her mom letting her go up the stairs right now is why she's the bronze medalist. Like, I would not have stopped here. I'd been like, why'd you look at the flowers and why'd you go upstairs? What what were we like? What what did you divert from here? Like, yeah. let's finish the job. Get it fucking done. You got to keep pushing. This is a teenager. She relies on you. So Sam writes a text message to Lucas asking for the chance to explain. Um, she's basically like, I fucked up big time. Lucas is tossing a ball straight up into the air on his floor. <laughs> did you do that as a teen? Um... Dudes, a lot. My uncles did yeah. this shit all the time. Yeah. Well, what is that? Well, there's not. I would always. I'd throw a ball against anything, and I, I just love any sport with a ball. No, but what's the laying flat, throwing it up in the air thing? Guys, like. Just, to, I, I mean, that's just something to do to keep your nervous energy going. You weren't worried about hitting your face with that. No. Oh, I'd be worried. So anyway, I didn't know Lucas was so... I thought his thing was music. But anyway, he um, ignores the text. So Sam gets online. She decides to finally start Googling people. So she... By the way, we're over... Like, we're halfway... More than halfway through this movie, and she's just Googling him. Um, So she says, yes, it's correct. He was injured. That it's mentioned in an article. She Googles his dad. Um, We see that the dad was the U.S. swim board president. He resigned at age 85. Or, sorry, 65. Um, so Sam drives up to a remote country home area, it looks like. Basically, there's a lot of fields and a lot of green out there. Then we notice that there's a trailer. And I want to say that we've talked about this sort of attitude in California before. But in movies, trailers are supposed to signal like some sort of financial hardship or transitional place in life. But in California, much like Matthew McConaughey, like it was never wild that he lived in a trailer in Malibu. Like there's so many beautiful places in California that it's almost 
more rewarding and freeing to live in an RV. Yeah. You get to live in like a different state every other two hours. So I mean, I'd never do it, but it sounds very romantic. Especially like this is a retired man. Like I was like, oh, I'm so sorry for this old man that's living a fucking perfect life. Like, so we come up on this beautiful like hillside thing. I would say it's probably like an hour outside of LA. I feel like I can picture where it is. Um, And anyway, we get there and she walks up to this older man he's doing some sort of like yard work or something and um let's just start there 49 30 to 53 12 we're gonna meet bryce's dad Hinch? Mm. yeah bryce's father oh it's a car yeah Who are so you? blind <laughs> bryce is my swim coach oh he has coach. like a fucking nice car oh i don't feel Thought bad. he wasn't allowed to coach anymore what do you mean well, since all the trouble what trouble? You say he's coaching? Like an actual job? Where? Uh, down in L.A. What sort of trouble, Mr. Hinch? I don't really want to talk about it. I don't like talking about it. Do you still have your medals? Why? I'd love to see them. I'm competing for trials, a lot of pressure. Maybe you can teach me a thing or two. Bryce said you taught him everything he knows. Are you his girlfriend? Something like that. Yeah, I got some mementos. Want to take a look? Yeah, yeah. That was the first one there. <laughs> Came easy. I thought that was the way it was going to be. But every meet got tougher. It's hard to stay focused. I tried to instill that in Bryce, but uh, he had other issues I wasn't aware of at the time. You said that he got in trouble? Oh, nothing crazy, nothing illegal. He just wouldn't leave them alone. Who? The girls he liked. The boy has problems, not all there. He straightened himself out for a while, but then he disappeared again. I don't understand. My mom said you wrote his letter of recommendation. Not me. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the thing about Bryce. He's clever. He'll never find anything. I suppose he told you about... Uh, Injuring himself playing baseball. Yeah, yeah. No. He cut himself. He cut his own Achilles tendon with a kitchen knife just to get the attention of one of those girls that he wouldn't leave alone. His mom, well, she took her own life when he was 10, and Bryce was the one who found her. Why did you come here asking all those questions? Is he doing the same to you? My mom is Gina Morgan. Do you remember her? You were president of the United States Swim Board when she won bronze. I'm tired. 
Bryce said that she failed a drug test. It was covered up. Is that true? I think you better go. He has the lab report. Did you give it to him? I have not seen Bryce for a year. Now, please, get out of my house. Please. Wow, that Achilles tendon. Mm. I needed so much less of that in my life. Um, Really, I had to take a break earlier. Um, Sammy was also affected by that. It's something so visceral, I think, because if you've ever hit, you know, you hit that. And then also just like, even when you just like look back on like the history of the Achilles tendon, like back in Greek mythology, it's like, yeah. That is the one fucking place you'd hold a baby by their your fucking fingers and make that vulnerable to their whole ass body. Like, yeah, that's crazy um, that they, you know, people who wrote Greek mythology, HMU, because that's fucking so <laughs> tight. Like, honestly, it's so tight. Like when I realized when I was like really getting into like Greek mythology and I was like, oh, that's the history of the Achilles tendon. Yeah. Nothing has made more sense to me. Like, I was like, this is the Bible. It's really weird. It explains more than any other text. So anyway, I will say that there's always something so very sad when an elderly man is like, get out of here. Get out. Because it's like, you're so weak and frail, yet so emotional. And I almost will say that I feel worse for an elderly man yelling than I do for almost anyone else on this planet. Because I'm like, you have all the pride and undue dignity about you that, like, anyone would. And then, but also you're so, like, sad in this moment that even with all of your life experience, all you can do is, like, an emotion, like emotionally reject this on a core level. That really makes me sad. This Is it because it's reminding you of your Monster Mash story? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes. No. It's the same quality. It's the same quality that triggers me so bad. Oh, my God. Sammy, have I ever told the Monster Mash story? I'll buckle up. All right. I'll tell it really quick because we have no time. Um, Basically, like when I was... Um, in seventh grade, we went to not, um, not, not scary farm. We went to spooky world, which (laughs) (laughs) spooky world was an annual pop-up Halloween, (laughs) Halloween destination in Massachusetts. And, um, I hate scary things so much. Like I, and there was a clown room in particular you had to walk through and it was all terrible. Like, but I wanted to go and like be fun and flirty with my fellow, you know, 13 year olds. And we all like leave spooky world, all the final haunted houses into this like sort of like stage area. And where we're all standing, we don't know what's about to happen. <laughs> but all of a sudden, this elderly man 
is announced the singer and writer of the Monster Mash. And he is so old. Um, he's like probably in his like early 70s. And everyone's like, oh, you fucking loser. Like everyone's like dork. Like, and I'm like so, I'm so upset already because I'm like, don't be mean to an old man. That's a very <laughs> sensitive area for me. But then, like, and, like, it got worse and worse. It was like, oh, and he was like, stop, stop. And, like, he started out, like, a little bit gentle. <laughs> and then they were like, someone was like, loser. It was just, like, one, like, hard, clear loser. And he was like, shut up. Get out of here, you kids. Get out of here, you stupid kids. And, like, the monster mash is playing, like, the track. And I am, like, cr- I'm crying because I'm, like, this is, like, it was terrible because it was, like, these kids should have never driven him to this. He should not have to be here. But then, like, when you look at the history of the Monster Mash, he certainly milked it. Also, he's from Massachusetts, which I realized retrospectively probably wasn't a hike for him to get up to Spooky World. But <laughs> you can't say Spooky World. Um, but, yeah, it was, like, it was probably, like, it really has stuck with me as one of probably the worst nights of my life. Like, <laughs> it was so, to see a fallen star, to see someone that, you know, Monster Mash, it's like, sort of like, you don't think, like, there's a man behind that. And if there is, he's dead, right? Like, it's like, baby, it's cold outside. Like, who's that really sung by? Like, what do they look like in their pajamas? Do you know what I mean? Monster Mash comes out, 70 years old, in a lab coat, like... Singing, he's always oh, wearing a full lab coat and goggles on his head. I should, I should have like, right. That's part of my memory that makes it so hard is that he was dressed like a scientist about to do after creating monsters, the Monster Mash, and um, <laughs> it's one of the worst nights of my life. Um, I would love to write uh, a movie about that. Hit me up, Greg, and I will write it uh, for free. Um, no, for a million dollars. So yeah. um, talk to our agents. So anyway, where we are right now, so haunting. So um, after, yeah, I had to take a break, blah, blah, blah. So we come back from the commercial. Bryce has been asked by the mom to come and talk. She asks him if there's something going on between him and Sam. And he says, no, of course not. And the mom's like, listen, she's been like being weird lately. You know, maybe I gave the girls too much credit by bringing in like a hot young coach. And Bryce tells her that, yeah, you know, maybe you should just, like, talk to Lucas. And she's like, no, Lucas isn't the problem. She already told me. He goes, no, still, maybe you should talk to Lucas. So um, and he goes, by the way, I would, like, absolutely never ruin my opportunity here with you. And in that moment, I was like, you are really sick. Yeah. Like, if he had just done a little bit more groundwork like this, where he was like, you know, I would never be inappropriate with you. Not trying to give people any clues here on how to really manipulate someone, but he showed his freak side way too early with the girls. Like, he needed to... He let the freak flag fly. He let it fly too quick. There's something about a reluctant, you know, uh, unfurling of that flag. (laughs) So, um, Lucas is in his room on his laptop, and a pebble hits his window. It's Samantha. Um, She asks him if they can talk. Um, he goes, he comes downstairs and he goes, my parents are sleeping. And she goes, that never stopped us before. And I'm like, whoa, 
Whoa. Okay. So this is bringing up a lot for me because one, like, did she fuck him in the pool? Raw dog, Bryce. I'm had to have. right. And then, like, I assumed that that meant that, like, she, Lucas. I mean, Lucas is giving me heavy verge vibes, but he's definitely not giving me like, oh yeah, like fucking keep my parents up all night, guy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's not. I'm not right. Seeing him, like, fucking railing his girlfriend in his room and his parents are just, like, handcuffed inside their room. Like, no, this man is not. So I don't know why this, again, why this line came in so heavy. She's like, listen, I know you hate me, but we have to talk. So late night, Bryce is um, at the pool and Emily is there. And she's wearing a a sundress, if I'm being generous. It looks more a little bit like a a negligee. And he says, "Um, you know, what are you doing here? And she's like, yeah, you know, I came to swim. I got to keep up with Sam. And he goes, yeah, she works really hard. And she's like, I think you need to give us all some more attention. She tells him that Samantha is the type to take everyone's attention to get what she needs. And then you're nothing. And I'm like, Emily, truth. Like you, she's shown me nothing to disagree with you here. But unfortunately, you know, this is, this guy's a rare exception, which almost sucks because Sam could have get called out on her badass behavior mm-hmm. if this hadn't been, you know what I mean? Yeah. They had they had her in a right spot. And then this had to happen. So, <clears throat> he goes, "What makes you think I care?" And she goes, "I would. It would make me angry." hurt and he goes I'm not and she says you're sure and then the two of them go into the closet together and Emily takes complete control she's doming him at first and then she's like is that what you told her and then Bryce becomes a fucking dom all of a sudden and basically he's like throwing this teenager around the room like they're on a really like fucking too fast too furious first tinder date or something and um all of a sudden they're like fucking on this like pile of pool noodles pretty hot scene honestly what pretty hot scene honestly yeah i mean i guess and then like okay so wait so it was okay i'll give the scene that for lifetime same time though the pool noodles were a big (laughs) goal for me also just just sorry one time i googled asian noodle and it was just a korean boy on a pool noodle That's really fucking funny. That's really funny. You know, they help pool noodles. They yeah. give good weight, you know, resistance. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he's like, we got to back off. I know what you're doing. You're trying to take me away from Samantha. And I'm like, you're already fucking like a 16-year-old. Like, why are you bringing... He really is too far gone. And then she's like, Samantha doesn't care about you. And he's like, don't say that. And he throws her back. Okay, he this child that he's having sex with. He throws her back into the noodles. And he's like, don't lie about her. And then he goes, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And she gets up and she's like... Tears running down her face. Like she's her her dress is all like ripped or something. And I just wrote here, like, we need to address that in lifetime movies. Like, th- what happened to this character? Should this character have been real? That would affect her for the rest of her life. Yeah. In the context of this greater picture, this isn't that bad what just happened to her. Right. But this girl was just like essentially. I don't know, assaulted under false pretenses by a coach of hers. Like, 
that's some shit, okay? And I will say that, like, for everything I love about Lifetime, sometimes victims and, like, the reality of their victimhood can fall by the wayside in a way that I don't think is great for society. Like, even though Emily, for sure, pursued the teacher and was trying to make a point, she's a minor, and this is an inappropriate situation. We all know this, but... And at this point, I have written down, like, this guy better kill someone. This is before I... Because you're pissed. The killing hasn't happened. Before I knew that he didn't... I didn't know that the title stuff of Lifetime. But if he was going to kill someone, this was the time to maybe do it. Although it was too close to the end of the movie. I will say that, like, I also thought that there was a death for Emily that we were going to see as well. Like, it just made the most sense for him to, especially after, like, dramatically talking about Samantha in the midst of this, like, you're trying to come between us. Hot take. Interesting Mm -hmm. take. Um but yeah, I thought this was going to happen as well. And, you know, the shitty thing about this is because I've done all this, like, work on it. A lot of Lifetime movies have two titles. And so they'll give, like, the killer or the blank at 17 or whatever they're trying to market that month. They'll give that to a movie, like, retroactively. Deadly Vacation, for example, or something. But, um... Yeah, no, this has no second title. Like, I think they actually just didn't name this or they marketed it directly towards the Deadly se- or the Killer series. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Guys, sorry, I'm wearing these, like, um, I don't know. I feel like um, Logic or something. These, like, fucking weird glasses. Um, and they're new. They're new to me. Um, so Lucas um, now knows everything that Sam knows. She's given them the download. And I love this because this is like the shit that's going to set them up for marriage. Okay. When you're like, listen, you saw I fucked someone in the public pool. I didn't fill out the college applications. Like, blah, blah, blah. But also, like, I have to tell you this, this, and this. And Lucas is like, yeah, I'll ride for you still. Like, that's some, they did some adult mature relationship conversation here, I think. So this is out of their control now, and nothing that Sam did is anywhere near um, what Bryce is inflicting on her. But Sam says she can't do that. It would mean that her mom has her medal taken away, and none of this is her fault. So she feels like the world is caving in on her. Um, And I wrote here, as a fan of Samantha, I will tell her that maybe having one friend might help her with that. Um, He tells her that he gets it. She never, um, she says she never meant to hurt him. This is enough for him. They're starting to make out and things are getting a little bit handsy. So, right. So Lucas and her now making out. I was confused about this relationship very much. They seem very comfortable sexually with one, with each other, right? Like maybe there'd been some previous chemistry there, but in the hallway, they seriously talked like sixth graders on Degrassi. Yeah. They had a very neutered relationship. So, um... Lucas and Sam are passed out in his bed. She's, like, laying on his chest, and there's a crack of thunder out there. Sam says, no uh, you know, i got to get home. What? No rain. No rain. No I was rain. wondering if that was a budget issue, because all we were getting were cracks of thunder and lightning. That's smart. That's yeah. smart. I felt like that was almost like a California storm thing, but I, after all these years of living here, I still haven't paid attention. I, I, yeah, I don't feel – I feel like that's extremely rare – they both acted like mm, storms are brewing. Yeah. Yeah. Also, it was the lightning and immediate thunder, which means it, the storm was on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this probably should have been rain. Wow, you so, know a lot about weather. Yeah, I do. Um, so Sam, <laughs> Sam pulls up to her house. It's not raining yet. 
the phone rings and it's Emily. And Emily, without even like announcing herself, she's like, he's gross. You can have him. I heard you fucked him in the pool. What a slut. I think she actually said, I heard you fucked him in the pool. Did she? It might have been censored, but I think it was like, or it might be censored like on TV, but on LMC, I think she said, fucked him in the pool. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, it almost sounds like a voice message because like even at one point she's like Emily and Emily just like pushes forward. So I was like, maybe he's got her in a hostage like situation. Maybe this is like where he kills her. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no. So Sam gets home and the thunder cracks in the background. Spence music kicks in. She starts walking around the house and this is where she does a unique thing. She starts screaming, ma, ma. Yeah. Now I had the captions on for every time I watch this movie. Every other time in the whole movie, she says mom. Right. During this scene only, she's like, ma. (laughs) And I'm from Boston. I literally know more like fucking towny ass white boys that call their mom ma. I've never, I do not know where this came from out of her. I've never heard someone in LA call their mom ma. Yeah. Especially like out of like almost like safety or comfort. That's a great question. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Ma? It, unless it's she, unless they're implying that she's reverting to like her childhood. What do you call your mom? Mom. I call my mom mom. M U M. Mom. Oh, really? That's so English of you. I feel like it's Boston. I, I will call her. I uh, call her mom. Yeah, mom or ma. Maybe mama. Sometimes I'll be like mama. Like oh yeah, but like it's an alternative. Like that's like when I need something, and I'm like, an, yeah. or I'm yeah. like, where I'm kind of like doing that, like, adult non-sexual flirting thing where I'm like, fucking get me the fruit salad. You know what I mean? But, like, hikey, I'm like, mama, get me the fruit salad, you know? A little bit something like that. But I'm really (laughs) making a demand. You soften the demand with that. Sure. Ma confused me. So Sam is up in her room. She's hugging her knees to her chest. This is, like, her thing, is hugging her knees to her chest in her bed. And I'm like, get a book. Like, why are you just sitting there in silence, alternately, like, texting or just sitting there? Yeah. And, and is she illiterate? <laughs> is that the, Maybe. Is I that mean, she's the st- plot reveal? She has many no, stuff. She, animals, texts. So. she texts. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But, like, it is very weird how she just sort of sits there self occupied and terrified. Um, this is before the power goes out? No, right now the light's cut. Okay. Um, she has a cell phone flashlight. I wrote. Feels like that battery's probably going to die pretty soon to me. Mm. Um, never came into play. I wrote that she should have just stayed in her room and locked the door and called 911. Yes, yes. That's yes. the logical move, yes. right? Um, but no, she uh, she leaves her uh, room and goes downstairs. She's calling for Ma more and more. And then there's a, a glass door in the back of the house. There's a crack of like lightning, thunder and lightning basically. And... She sees someone, but I didn't see them. Did you see them? Uh, yeah, just like a quick, uh, yeah, a glimpse of something. Okay, I didn't catch that. And yeah. so right away she starts looking for a knife. Um, and then all of a sudden mom screams, ah, oh, Samantha, you scared me. Like, also, does she not fuck? know where the knives are? Right. It was like literally a jar full of like everything not threatening in the house. Like yeah. it was like pieces yeah. of plastic and like an ice cream scooper. Right. Like I was looking at that being like, Wow, sure couldn't kill someone with anything this in there. A knife drawer, you know that, right? Yeah, yeah. And where was this mom? I don't know, but I will also say that like there. Oh, she said something like her mom like 
I don't know. It sounded like almost like she goes like probably Operation Varsity Blue. She's out rubbing shoulders with the wealthy. But she isn't. She, is she not in like her PJs when she comes? No, she because when um, the whole reason why she, like she's at um, her boyfriend's place earlier, Lucas's place. She's like, um, oh, I got to get home soon. And he's like, where's your mom? And she's like, oh, she's out with sponsors or something. Uh, oh, I would love if it was her AA sponsor. Okay. But no, she already had the red wine. I thought her wardrobe looked like pajamas. I guess I missed that. Maybe it was like a white suit with like mm-hmm. a sea foam green top. And it somehow looked like um, scrubs. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A hospital scrub. So anyway, so... Um, she goes, come on, girl. One lining playing tricks on you. Okay. True. Also, very scary. In California in general, we don't get a lot of weather here. This year was like not normal, but it it can be scary when we get any weather here. Oh, definitely. So she tells her to close up the windows. Um, it's unclear right away if the door had been open or not. Um, I wrote here, this is where you ask your mom if you can sleep in her bed. I don't care if you're 17 or 18. If you have a single mom, you're just like, Mom, can I sleep in your bed? And then you fucking pass out watching Bravo and you don't die. Um, But no, she didn't say that. She goes into her room. We see like this like long, like sort of tracking shot of her bedroom while she's sleeping. It's pretty cinematic for this movie. And sure sure enough, by the uh, end of it, Bryce is sitting in the chair that's right by her door. Sort of like an old, like antique, sort of not really shitty armchair. And then wait, it's just a dream. So she wakes up and she's not sure if she was dreaming or if there was more to it. She gets up and she locks her door. Then she spots the blanket that she keeps thrown on her chair and it's next to the door. This didn't convince me he was there. Mm -mm. I'm like, it's called a throw blanket for a reason. Who knows where it is? You know? So, and also I don't trust Samantha. So the next day at school, Lucas has a big idea. Let's play 105.01 to 107.14. Lucas. Man with a plan. What's your idea? Bryce told you he had the originals of those documents about your mom, right? Yeah. Well, let's find them. He probably has them hidden somewhere. You want to break into his house? Do you know where he lives? No. The address is probably in your mom's personnel files, right? Yeah, but they share an office together. He's always there. Do you think you can make nice with him? Meet up with him someplace? Public, of course? I'll only encourage him. What difference does it make at this point? We need his file. Because we won't be going to college next year. We'll be going to prison. It's either that or we just come clean and tell your mom everything. I'll ruin her. I think you could swipe your mom's key. Yeah. the change of heart that's what you don't understand Bryce there's no change of heart I like you just come on a little strong I have a habit of that so let's try a reboot Nikki's 930 you owe me a coffee Bryce what about your mom won't it be a little 
Scandalous? Not if it's our secret. Maybe we can go for a swim after. How about we start with an actual date? Deal. See you there. So Lucas has the plan. Um, I looked up Lucas because we were both kind of honing in on just how virginal he seems. And I said he gave me sort of like, in my mind, actually, I was going to say Mormon at first, but then after I was like, he seems like he would have been in one of the Amish Lifetime movies. Yeah, there's a little subtle difference there. Um, So what I looked into, he was on, um, do you remember Austin and Allie? That sounds very familiar to me, but he was like a big character on that, I believe. He also was on Victorious. Uh, my girl Ariana Grande was at, uh, oh. on that. He was also um, in Power Rangers Megaforce as a silver super Megaforce Ranger, which right. is exactly what he seems like he would be. Then he did uh, a couple more things in Killer Coach, and then now he's in a Deadly movie, Deadly Vows, which I think we did do we haven't done this one yet but it is on the movie club right now and Brittany underwood stars in it so everyone get ready um <laughs> lucas does have a vibe though i think this plan's not bad but it involves a lot of like really trusting a very shitty guy that already has access to everything in your life yes okay so the plan's in motion um now we're seeing downtown i think that was usc stadium yeah it was somewhere south LA. They're playing music that would have been in any 90s suspense movie at this point. Lucas sneaks into the school and he climbs through the cage in front of the gym. Hot move for Lucas. Sam waits for Bryce at the restaurant, the same restaurant. Sam gets a text back saying that he'll be there in a few. Then Lucas is in the office and he's in the filing cabinet. He finds the file that he's looking for. And says, aha. Aha. (laughs) Sam texts him again. Bryce is still not there. So at this point, it's very obvious what's going on here, my friends. Um, Lucas gets out of the building. He texts Sam. and Or sorry, he calls Sam, rather. And he says, uh, you know, I got the got the file. I'll be right there soon. Of course, as soon as he hangs up the phone or right about as he's about to hang up the phone, he gets clobbered um, with what I thought was a crowbar, but it turns out is just a baseball bat. Still, what happens to him is unreasonable. Like, by the time the guy was done hitting him with the baseball bat, I was like, this is for kicks. Like, you've smacked... If this man has one intact limb in his body, I will be thrilled for him. Yeah, and at this point, I'm like, oh, here's where he kills. Yeah. Yeah. No. So it, it was the innocent boyfriend who died. He looks like he should have died. Like, the way that Definitely. we saw his body, it was like fucking zigzags, man. Like, he yeah. was just, like, all bent out. So Sam gets uh, Sam gets there, and she uh, spots him on the ground. She picks up the phone, and from here we go to the ER. Let's play 110.32 to 113.02, and let's not forget to uh, note the way that Sam completely co-ops his parents learning about the status of his health. Let's go forward here. 911, what's your emergency? Your son's in recovery. He's going to be okay. He's lucky to be alive. It's too soon to know what the prognosis is, but I'll give you an update as soon as we have any information. Why don't you come with me? They say it's going to be okay, okay? 
Mrs. Morgan. Hi, I'm Detective Dunlap. So, Mr. Hinge showed us a credit card receipt from a grocery store that puts him miles away at the time of the accident. Then he paid someone to use it. Bryce did this. Samantha, this was a robbery. His wallet was stolen. The car was ransacked. How can you think Bryce was capable of something like this? Because he's been stalking me. Stalking you? We had sex. Okay. It just sort of happened. It was a mistake. I didn't want to see him like that anymore. He had a video and he showed it to Lucas. He threatened to show it to everyone. He wouldn't stop calling. He wouldn't stop texting. So we were looking for something that we can use to go after him. That's why Lucas was in your office. Okay. We'll bring him in. Why didn't you tell me this? Why were you protecting him? I wasn't protecting him. I was protecting you. Me? He had a copy of your drug test. That was cleared. It was covered up. He was going to expose you. I know that bronze medal means more than anything to you. It doesn't. You, you mean everything to me. God, come here. Wow. I can't believe she just admitted that she had sex with him like that. Like, it was so bald, like, the way she said it. Like, she really, like... She yeah. didn't step it out. She wasn't like, yeah, like he, we were inappropriate together. Like there was some flirting going on. Things might have gotten out of hand. She was like, we had sex. Okay. The detective trying to take all this in, you called it incredible. <laughs> she, the detective was treating it more like, this is awkward. This sounds like maybe I A should get out of here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Right, but at the same time, she's like, actually, that's the unfortunate thing about this because it it's like, actually, it's unfortunately not completely dissimilar to the way that a lot of cases like this are handled, which it's like, I don't know, like, that's your, it sounds like personal business, like, when in reality, this dude's like, homie is, like, mom should have been more pissed, mom should have been outraged and I'm gonna give her a little bit of like margin for some shell shock or whatever that's a lot but to immediately turn around and have a conversation about how this comes back to the goddamn bronze for the next time if I found out that my daughter was like getting sexually harassed by a like a coach that I hired um to protect my bronze medal i would feel like the biggest loser in the world yeah first of all it's already a bronze medal i can't imagine someone saying to me that bronze medal means everything to you <laughs> that is such like an antithetical statement is that the word you'd use antithetical no it's just a bad yeah antithetical what does that mean 
Um, you know, I'm not prepared to define <laughs> it on <there. laughs> Yeah, you guys, you know what I mean. Um, it's just a fucking badass sentence. Like, it really underscores what a loser you are. That bronze medal means everything to me. That's like me being like, you know what? My second marriage meant everything <laughs> to me, okay? This may be my fourth husband, but we all remember... That second marriage, it meant everything to me. Um, very Sonia Morgan, actually. Oh wow, Speaking that's that actually language. very true. Is Sonia Morgan to be in the to be in third place and brag about that for the rest of your life? Um, so we come back on the detective telling them that basically there's no new info. They can't arrest Bryce because there's no DNA evidence, and Lucas can't identify his attacker. All the evidence is circumstantial at this point. The texts were all deleted, and at most. You know, he was basically annoying, Um, which is like actually like a good I mean, that's like a good breakdown of how the justice system works. However, none of these texts would actually have been deleted, even though like, no, I mean, I I would say that they would amount to something if they were discovered. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So um, and that's also the problem, too, is because clearly someone like her, like Samantha doesn't know what she's reporting because she was so in the moment with it that she doesn't know what she has to tell. So the detective tells them that she knows it's like going to be very stressful. They're going to keep patrol in the neighborhood. Lucas is in the hospital. (laughs) Oh my God. So the first time you see him, it's like a cartoon of like when someone got into a skiing accident, like when skiing accidents were the worst thing that could happen to you in popular culture. And, like, they'd be like, oh, this is what happens. Like, the guy has a neck brace, like, a two broken arms, two broken legs, like, a fucking cut on his face. He has a bandage wrapped around his head in a circle. Like, he looks like he's from the 1930s. Like, <laughs> Missing he's... somebody with the juice box. Just <laughs> <laughs> this little... <laughs> the well, no, don't worry. We get, to, we get to have him get served a drink by right. the end of this scene. He has, he has no arm range of motion. <laughs> Literally... The man, like, is, like, started out at this, like, being like, I hope I can go to college with my girlfriend. <laughs> and now he'll never play no, piano he'll again. he'll never walk again normally. <laughs> he'll die with a limp. Like, what if he was trying to go to, like, a Navy or military college? <laughs> he won't be able to reach up and pull his piano banner off the wall. He won't be able to, like, bend down to pick up his children someday. Like, this Uh, is, like, life-lasting consequences for this man. Years of physical therapy, and where's the insurance company coming in to be like, you know what, Heike, we hired a predator to work for us, so, yeah. So, anyway, he assures her that he's okay. The two of them lay in the bed like they did at her house with his head on his chest. He's like, hey, give me some water. Uh, She squirts it in his mouth. Um, It's what you do for your crippled boyfriend. So, mom's at home. Blessings, blessings. So mom's at home and she's preparing dinner. It's like the fattest stack of radishes. Did you see that? They had like a fucking, like, they do see where that red pepper is right there on the corner of the screen? Uh I didn't catch it. They're going to pull back and there's going to be, if you didn't see it, there's a fucking stack of radishes here. Now, I have thought about this. I love produce. This is a family of two. Okay, that's yeah. that's the type of radish order I would put in when I was feeling like, you know what, I'm on an all-radish diet this week. 
there's 97 radishes here. They're great for you. Um, but it was they have a lot of good fresh produce in this movie for two women. Yeah, um, and it's featured in the upcoming scene. It's we'll nice. There. It's a nice... Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, this actually... It bummed me out because in contrast to the beautiful radishes, we saw this fucking... Uh, like Trader Joe's shit that popped out later. I shop at Trader Joe's. I'm very humble. So there's barking dogs outside, um, and she's very unbothered by this. She's rinsing out her broccoli and carrots. And then 115.26 to 123.25, what's going to make that colander of broccoli and carrots fall to the floor? Here it is. Gina? I'm going to need your cell phone. Hey. Samantha. It says, hey, are you meeting me at the pool? Time to start thinking about this. Right? Oh. Time to start thinking about the trials. So she thinks she's getting texted by her mom. She agrees to meet her. So we're at the school now, or the pool. She's gonna go back to mom. Mom? Kills me. Good call. So mom's on the floor, all duct taped it up. Hi, Samantha. So Bryce is all shaken, shaken. And like, that's scary when someone with a gun's like crazy about it. Not not that you want confidence in a killer, but just, just stay calm. What did you do to her? She's at home. She'll be fine if you stay calm. Price. No. I want things to be just like it was. That first time. That first night. What do you want me to do? Swim. Like that first night. Did you remember how amazing that was? Yeah. I do. Let's swim. You mean it. Just like the first time. You want it just as badly as I do, don't you? So she's like getting down to like a sports bra, basically. And it looks like she's wearing fucking bikini bottoms. They look water resistant as shit to me. So she's about to hop into that pool with this man. Oh, he gets uglier as the moments progress. Fascinating. Stay. Don't move.
Police locked all the doors, made sure they're alone in there. My stomach is turning just because this man. Mm. He's gotten so we ugly. Race first, remember? Okay. Ready? So Emily comes by. Samantha, we need to talk. Oh, and the coach is flip flopping around like a fucking fortune fish. And her hand is so sad. You go first. Now. Outside mom's house, we have uh, Samantha in the pool eyeing a uh, bright pile of clothes, trying to get to the gun first. Then we're gonna go back home where mom's again flip flopping around. It's taking Emily ages to find her. And then there we go. So Bryce has sneaked up and he grabbed her foot. Emily's able to get in through a door that's just open. Emily! 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 It's Bryce. He's at the pole with Samantha. He's got a gun. Bryce is taking a hold of her in the pool. Grabbed her by the foot. Hated that. He's trying to like recreate night one, but it's not happening for her. It's not how it happened last time. It's not going to happen at all. What are you saying? I'll never be with you, Bryce. Don't say that. You think you can ever get a woman like me and keep her? Every woman you've ever had in your life leaves you. Don't say that. They always will. Because you're a loser, Bryce. You're a failure. Don't say that. It's always your fault. They all want to get away from you. No! Just like your mom. So he's pushed her underwater now. He's like trying to drown her. I don't know how he thinks this is gonna work, but she does her float thing that we know she does. And he buys it. I don't know how he thought he could drown her while also underwater, but. I want to do it. You made me do it. You made me do it. You forgot how we first met. You shouldn't have done that. It's not your fault, Bryce. You need help. Well, now they're gonna have to clean the pool up. Mm. She shot him right in the fucking Samantha. chest. She got the heart shot. Yeah, I have a lot of thoughts about that pool. Okay, look at me. 
on, come on. It's okay. I'm here. Are you okay? It's okay. I'm here. Okay, when he like gets up on the side of the pool, Bryce, and he's like, I didn't want to do it. She made me do it. I'm like, did he kill his mom? Oh. Right? Because also like she really came out the gate with like, they never wanted you. Who? All, any woman, even your mother. I'm like, well, we know his mom committed suicide, but like... Hmm. That's a pretty big gamble on that being a big emotional attachment for him. Yeah. You know? She really seemed to, like, hone in on something I wasn't Interesting expecting. Interesting theory. Yeah. So, like, I'm kind of wondering, it must have been, I mean, his dad's behavior obviously, like, lent to him maybe being, like, a pedophile or something. But, like, I find, I would be more surprised if he did something very small and his dad was defending him. Like, he must have done something pretty reprehensible. Right. Because, like, a guy like that, he's tied to nothing or nobody. What does he care about society's rules about his son being an Mm -hmm. evil demon human? Like, what do they know about that? Yeah. So let's wrap this up just to say that um, (laughs) we go to... uh, Gail and uh, Sam talking in the in the locker room, and she's basically like, "Look, you don't have to do this if you don't want to." <laughs> and it's like, after all this, could have used another little beat here before. <laughs> right, right, and also like, after all this, like, what else? Like, this would be the biggest waste of your life. Um, so we go to the pools. Um. There's a fucking news reporter live from the side of the pool at this event, which is like mm-hmm. a local, like, can't imagine, imagine KTLA along the sides of a, an event like sure. this. I will tell you, I cannot imagine a bigger sound nightmare than appearing like at the side of a pool in a room like this next to an audience yeah. like that. Like, that is, there's a reason why people are elevated or stand outside. It's yeah. a sound nightmare. But anyway, God bless them for making us think it's that big. So Gina cheers her on um, as she comes close to the finish. Our girl, you know, Samantha's killing it. All of her buds cheer on. And then we see a highly injured Lucas hanging on by a thread. Clap. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever been that pathetic? Like, did you like a girl in high school like that, that you were just like, yeah, I'm taking the biggest fucking hardest L's ever. But... I took some pretty big L's, but not like a Lucas L. Right. You weren't ever in a full body cast at or someone swim me. So um, anyway, this is basically the end of the movie. That's the whole fucking ass end of the movie is that I guess she wins this swim tournament. And then that's it. It's a beautiful ending. I'm missing a lot. How do you feel? I mean, the... The, it was a jarring cut right to the race after seconds after putting a bullet through. That was a Coach's crazy. Heart. That was a crazy hit, huh? Yeah. Um, it's going to be some trauma associated with killing a right. man. Right. They always really they lightly over dust yeah. over that. They do yeah. that in like an eating disorder movie mm-hmm. where they'll be like, "You still going to your therapist? Yeah, I'm still going. Right. Okay, keep it up." 
Like, that's the check-in they do. Whereas opposed to this, like, first of all, for what? Like, it's hard to tell if he was fixated on... Because it sounded like when he got the file from the guy, right? I think I figured it out. Fuck. Okay, so he gets the file from the shady guy in the car, Bryce. And the guy's like, he's like, um, basically the guy's a middleman between him and his dad. Okay, and Bryce is like, anything for my dad, right? Yeah. Then, later on, obviously the dad wants nothing to do with it, but then later on, we learn that the mom committed suicide and his dad and him had a strained relationship, right? Then he starts saying, like, I didn't want to hurt her or I didn't mean to do it. She made me do it. So, like, do you think that he wanted to bring down this career failure of his father's in order to, like, curry favor with him, like, in exchange for having murdered his own mother and his father's wife? (laughs) I don't know, but I love that you came up with that. Because, like, here's the thing. Like, what are the odds that, like, he would become obsessed with a young girl whose father held a deep secret about the mother? Yeah, I mean, I think that's some interesting subtext. It would have been a much more interesting plot. Right? I spend a lot of time worrying about this because I know these movies are pretty harshly like 127. They end around 123. So like... Yeah. Maybe they had to cut all that. And so that's why I often think about like the writing process of this because I'm like, I want to know what would I have cut. Mm -hmm. And then like also you see how they make up for time. Like those broccoli and carrots, right? They were sitting there on the floor way too fucking long. Yeah. Maybe a beat and a half too long. Yes. That'll buy you a second and a half. And all those seconds and a half add up in editing. That's true. Isn't that scary? It lingered on the carrots. (laughs) And it's like, that's when it's like, I wonder if they know they're being funny or if it's like, no, this is how we wound up funny. Let's, I know, let's do our, let's do our rating. The what? The rating. Oh, the rating. Rating scale. We got to do the scale for our show. So what's your favorite movie of all time? Do you know about the rating scale? I, I don't know about the ratings. Okay, scale. so one is the closest to what's your favorite movie? When Harry Met Sally. Okay, so one is When Harry Met Sally. Five is Mother May I Sleep with Danger. So we're talking the most movieist, movieish, movieist, movieist to the most lifetimey. I often think Lee Daniels the Butler versus. A lifetime movie. Right, right. <laughs> like, sure. Like, look at all the things that go into good movies such as starring Juno Temple. Tech, check that off the bingo card, you guys, if you're listening at home. Um, good movies. <laughs> that's She's Our Center Square. Versus, you know, a five, which is a very lifetime movie. So we're going to go through the scale, and I'm going to ask you, do you think it's closer to a real movie or a not real movie? Okay. On a scale of... Uh, one to five, act uh, one being the best acting. Do you think that's a one? Where do you think that? Where do you think that falls? One, I think like, that's not bad in this one. A four. You think it's a four? Okay, okay, I'm in. Believability of the world and characters. Uh I think it's a. I think it's believable, like the uh, competitive, athletic nature of it. A three. But the characters are harder to believe in. Yeah, three. I think yeah. that's right. Um, creative use of words to avoid censorship. So, like, did you ever notice when they were like frickin', like, 
No, none of that bad. really bumped for and me. And I yeah. think that she, her friend did say you fucked him in the pool. It's possible, yeah. Let's I just give it a two. Um, yeah. Dialogue, overall. I didn't think this was bad. A three. A three. Uh, wardrobe. Didn't think it was bad. I think they went pretty good for this. Pretty good um, for this. Like... It's not a real movie, but it's not Lifetime where I'm like, oh, they fucking sourced the hell out of the local Toronto Ross. Like, <laughs> there's like, some there was stuff at that, that came- party, the beat, like the volleyball party that was. And I thought Lucas's choices. hoodie, like his first hoodie, was like had a, almost a, like a Yeezy vibe to it. I liked that it was like constructed, deconstructed. Like that's what made me think he was like. But then the bad boy had like. Almost like a yin yang necklace. Kind well, of this thing. was made like two years ago, so this was them trying yeah. to go, chime into like hook into the nineties. So, like, wait a minute. Let's just give it like a. Let's just give it a three. I'm willing to go three. I'm giving. I'm going to be agreeable. Hair and makeup. I'm going to overrule you on this one. Honestly, I've seen all these Lifetime movies. It's not bad. I'm going to give it a two. Um, I would have said two. Okay, good. Music. Music was. Good, bad is this was very lifetimey because there was no licensed hits that I noticed. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't like it wasn't the worst that we got, which is like real word salad. We get a lot of Caesar salad from a guy named Sid. We get a lot of like really good fucking random ass lyrics. So I feel like this is like a three point five. Can I go there? Yeah, I'd agree with that. Okay, crying. The I always look for that big Tory spelling like bad crying jag where she's like <laughs> so mm. lucas gave us that lucas he brought it. that in yeah. a big way for me i want to give it a four because he was, was it so- you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, do it <laughs> do it <laughs> that was it <laughs> do it again was it you <laughs> Yeah, that was it. That was. By the way, you're now cast as Lucas in the musical version of this movie. Okay, victimization of the female character. This movie lacked so hard in that department because I they made her so barely likable. Like her only redeeming quality is that she didn't let her mom die. Right. Um, I feel like for this it's like a two. Like I wish I I wanted more for her. Failure and or refusal to jump to logical conclusion. This is a fat five for me. Failure? Say that one more. Failure and or refusal to jump to the logical conclusion. Yeah. Five. Like the fact that she started Googling him like after the 15th violation. Dropped plot lines. Um, This could have been worse. But I think his entire motive escaped us. Okay. In reality. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm not I think buying that it was her. Because there's there's a scene in yeah the office where she basically is like, "What's your end game?" And he's and he's like, like, "Your mom." Doesn't he say that? No, no. He, that's what he uses as oh next as leverage. his leverage. Yeah. yeah, and then I think he says just you like I want to be with you or whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah, and then he comes out of the pool. And he's like, "I didn't mean to kill her," and I'm like, "Is this what your dad was talking about in the trailer or like?" You version number five of her. I would say it's not like the worst. Let's give it a three. It's not sure. great. This is like really great. This is like a seriously heavy, um, heavily bad movie for this might be our season topper. Wow. Um, and then the font. Um, it was pretty. I accept it as like almost a borderline. This feels like almost something like K 
camp that they would have done for like um, spring breakers. Yeah, like yeah. it doesn't feel off. So I'm I'm gonna give Fonta one just because this movie deserves a fucking fighting chance. <laughs> Not winding up in our in our fucking dumpster fire. Sammy, you do our math on our show. <laughs> Sammy, Sammy, you do our math on our show. (laughs) I thirty-five five. I think that's our. I think that's our peak this season. It might be. Oh, Secrets of Hidden Lake. Oh, sorry, Greg, you have to come back with Tori. Hidden Lake. Secrets of Hidden Lake, yeah, with Tad Travelstead. He's like kind of my favorite guest, so. Okay. Um, <laughs> you were amazing, Greg. Yeah. What did you think of Killer Coach? What did you think about your introductory experience? You know, it was fun. I still pissed that he didn't kill anyone. I wish that, like, next time you – I hope that next time you come back, I have – all four parts of all of my teeth. And um, <laughs> I loved this so much. Killer Coach was your pick out of four that I sent you. So I'm yeah. so appreciative to you for this. Fabulous movie. Vaguely pornographic. Really filled mm-hmm. with so many layers. Triumph. Scariness. Moms and daughters, etc. Greg, people can find you online. All your information will be in our description of the podcast. But... Is there anything in particular you want to shout out? It can be like your thing or maybe you can just even, you know, recommend a cocktail Tom Tom or. Um, no, I just want to shout out the Monster Mash. Oh, Monster um, Mash. Okay. Wags, are you a Monster Mash? Oh, he is. Um, yeah, guys, can you believe I lived that? Uh, shout out in the comments if you can believe it. All yeah. right. Thanks, guys. Make sure to tweet this to your friends. Retweet. Send it on facts. And I'll talk to you next week. Bye. Thanks, Sammy. Thank you so much for listening to season four of Mother May I Sleep With Podcast. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues, and it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand-friendly, but don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.